1: Today, we're going to be in John chapter 15, verses 9 through 11. In previous texts, we've been hearing Jesus talk about what it means to abide in Christ as it relates to bearing fruit. Today, we're going to hear about what abiding in his love means as far as keeping his commandments goes. Before we jump into the text, I want to thank the Family Leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about the Family Leader in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thank you to the Family Leader for their support. John 15, verse 9. As the Father has loved Me, So have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be full. So I want to start with that very last verse, verse 11. This is profound. Jesus says, I'm telling you these things so that the joy that I have, joy in me that comes from my abiding in my Father's love, joy in me that comes from my keeping my Father's commandments, I want that joy that's in me to be in you. And so I'm telling you also to abide in my love and to keep my commandments this tells us a couple things. One is, how do we achieve true joy? Well, by abiding in Christ's love and by keeping his commandments, just as Christ abides in his Father's love and keeps his Father's commandments. So it gives us the formula, so to speak, of how to achieve joy. Additionally, it reflects something about the character of God and the character of Christ, namely, that they want us, or he wants us, he, they, the Trinity, three in one, Ironically, the Trinity is the only place where you can get confused on pronouns. But God wants us to have in him what he and Christ have together in themselves. This is remarkable that God in Christ would love humanity to the extent that he would be willing to share with us this intimate, joy-filled bond that they have among themselves. But there's a lot more going on in this text. So let's jump to verse 10. Jesus says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Now, this is one of those spots in Scripture where we got to slow down a second and be careful that we don't misapply what Jesus is saying. Because if we read that and don't think about it in the context of even what the passages before about the vine and the branches were teaching us, or in the context of the greater gospel narrative, the context of the biblical story of redemption, then we could maybe be led to believe that the path to heaven or the path to union with God centers on us keeping commandments. You could wrongly read this passage and understand it to mean that Jesus is promoting a works-based righteousness. After all, he says, if you keep my commandments, i.e. if you do good works, i.e. if you live a moral life, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. But Jesus isn't saying this in that way. Jesus is just saying a little bit differently what he already said in the previous passage, which is, if you abide in Christ, if I abide in Christ, we will bear fruit. That's just an automatic result of us abiding in Christ. The key is not whether or not we can muster up in ourselves the ability to bear fruit. The key is, are we abiding in Christ? If we abide in Christ, we will bear fruit. Likewise, if we abide in Christ, we will bear keep Christ's commandments. It's a natural result of true faith. When somebody puts their personal faith and trust in Jesus Christ, one of the things that happens is that the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in them. And as the Holy Spirit dwells in a person, the Holy Spirit sanctifies that person to become more and more like Christ, to follow Christ's commands with greater and greater consistency. So when Jesus says, if you keep my commands, you will abide in my love, what he means is, if you are found keeping Christ's commands, it's because you are abiding in his love. If you're found bearing more and more spiritual fruit, it's because you're abiding in Christ's love. So the whole ballgame still centers on whether we're abiding in Christ, abiding in Christ's love, not on whether or not we can muster up morality in ourselves to keep his commands, thereby earning the ability to be loved by him or to be saved or to be in relationship with him. One last thing I want to touch on that's critical for us to think about as we consider how the Trinity interacts among itself and what that means for us as we interact with others in the world. Jesus plainly says that he has kept his Father's commandments, which implies a couple things. One, that God the Father determines what the commandments are. Within the Trinity, he has a certain role of authority over Christ, even though they are equally God, which, granted, is mind-blowing and very hard for us to understand. But if Jesus is willing to submit to his Father, and that is through his keeping of God's commandments, and in submitting to his father's authority, he doesn't lose any of his godness, then when Scripture tells certain groups of people to submit to other groups of people, this doesn't mean that one group or one person is essentially better than another. I'm thinking of two specific applications to this. Children, submit to your parents. That's the role of children, to submit to their parents. That doesn't mean kids are worth less than adults. That's just the order that God has set things up. The other application I'm thinking of is a little more touchy, especially in today's culture. It's from Ephesians 5, where Paul says, Wives, submit to your husbands. And actually, if you read that text, Ephesians 5, 21 through 33, the very first sentence is, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then he defines marital roles, husbands' roles and wives' roles. And the wives' role involves submitting to their husbands. My point in mentioning this as it relates to this text in John is just to say, hey, look, Jesus submitted because that was Jesus' role within the Trinity. At the same time, Jesus is fully God, just like God the Father is fully God. Husbands and wives, according to Scripture, just like within the Trinity, are equal in value to one another. Neither one is more or less important, more or less loved or valued by God, but they have different roles. And if you're curious now about what submitting in the context of marriage looks like, <laughs> You're going to have to come back for more much later when we get to Ephesians. Until then, come back for more of John. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. This
0: is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders radio and internet ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, perfectly consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com.